Previously on Homebrew Detritus. He's not. Right he shows now. us his phone and he's like, can you see this? Look at this. And we're all like, you want to see a woman with a live mouse? See? see? Not again. I want to see all these things. <laughs> They're all the same for noobs. All of noobs. All of noobs faces. like it's a horrible trauma film. I don't know why. I, I keep getting these just uh, really compassionate feelings towards my compatriots. Ah. Against my better judgment, I'm gonna move there compulsively. You didn't cast defensively. I didn't no. have to, right? He's got yeah, reach. You well, never mind. I might not be stable at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Get it together, Red Bed Get it together. The werewolf frantically looks around. It has multiple options of prey to attack. Some on the ground, wounded and bleeding. Who will he try to murder next week as we return to Homebrew oh Detritus? Oh my god. The conclusion of this combat. I can see it, yeah. Oh wait, I'm not looking at it. Hold up. Where is it? He's got that look, you know? Yeah. That, that he's, cold, got, he's got that uh, look. That Will Riker come come hither look. Come hither, that's the one I was. I just like how you in your search history now you have handsome gorilla. Uh, I like the uh, I like the bottom center image there with just the eyes. It's right here. Well, uh, it was just the eyes earlier, but it's not now. But yeah. Look at that, look at that smoldering glare. That is a. <laughs> oh, right there. Do you want to fuck a gorilla? Like when your girl calls you from the back bedroom. It comes from this. The uh, the handsome gorilla meme. <laughs> Apparently, this uh, Shibani in uh, Japan, uh, ladies, garnered a lot of attention amongst the Japanese women as <laughs> handsome, handsome gorilla. What led you down the path of the handsome gorilla, Frakes? Uh, I think it was Harambe when Harambe happened. <laughs> Harambe. <laughs> I remembered this. What was that Harambe? Did he sort of eat him or he, he like saved a baby or something? I can't he remember. saved a baby and he was cut down in his prime. A baby fell in, a baby was allowed into his enclosure due to parental negligence. And he grabbed the baby and protected it from the other gorillas or maybe he was going to eat it. Who knows? But they yeah. shot the gorilla yeah. and, and it became this huge deal. I saw a fun video somebody made where they discovered a time machine and they went back in time to to stop the child from going in Harambe's cage and when he came back to 2020 it was Trump versus Harambe for, 20, for the next election <laughs> Harambe won <laughs> uh, <laughs> that I wish we lived in <laughs> I don't know I'd take that reality me too <laughs> Where's Kevin? Oh. I don't know. But I've seen every Planet of the Apes four times each, so. I bet he's stupid. The, the, new, the newest uh, trilogy is really good. The old ones I love, so, you know, like this. The only one I didn't like is the Tim Burton one. Yeah, which is terrible. Was it Tim Burton, Planet of the Apes? Yeah, it's bad. 
Like early two thousands. It has like, one with Mark Wahlberg in it. Yeah. Marky Mark. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay, I think I remember that. Yeah, but that was one cute chimpanzee jerk girl. <laughs> she was Grace. designed that way. I did not remember Grace. that. I want no Cam just, Hunter. I want you to stop talking about attractive primates, sir. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> more attractive uh, was the primitive human who I don't think she's been in any other movie since, but she was like stunning. Who are you talking about? The blonde cave woman in Tim Burton's. How many times did you watch that terrible movie? <laughs> yeah, it barely made it through once. I don't have time was... between that and the handsome gorilla searches. <laughs> oh, you think that's bad? I've got octopus penis on my Google history because apparently octopuses, octopeds, octopi, octopi is is obsolete. It's octopeds now. Octopeds will pull off male bulls will pull off the tentacle that they use as their genitalia and throw it at a female. <laughs> Basically, here, go fuck yourself. And she will, and that's how they reproduce. Octopuses is a hardcore man. Yeah, cephalopods are aliens. Yeah. Well, this is episode nineteen. And oh, we're we're off. Don't record. <laughs> yeah, we just started started recording, and it's it's all about Frakes giving us the play by play of octopus penis decapitation and tossing. Yes. Y'all want to hear about duck dicks? No. Uh, <laughs> Not in the least, thank you. I love Stephen King. Nineteen is a big part of the Dark Tower. Everything's nineteen. Yep. It's kind of I wanted to talk about Stephen King books for a second, but I can't get octopus dick throwing out of my brain <laughs> to even know where to begin. Oh. I mean. <laughs> Stephen yes. King's written like everything there. He's probably written every word on the planet in some way, shape, or form, but I don't think he's ever had an octopus throw a dick at somebody. I think that's the new Primus album. I think, uh, well, I mean, does it grow? Does it grow the penis back? Yes. Or is this like a, like a one shot thing? No, they like, grow, they grow their, their lungs back. Is this what the song Detachable Penis was about? Maybe. Oh, man. Ducks also. Yeah, it's have not. It's not their limb, but they they pick which one. Okay, that you're the penis today. No, eight. Have one of their eight limbs is already full of the reproductive juice. Okay. And it is used for that purpose, and it grows back during next mating season, just like ducks do. Duck dicks fall off at the end of mating season. We said no to the duck dick lesson, and you just wow. no. I'm Forcing it in. I'm just slipped it right in there. Just like ducks do. That's how ducks do it. Yeah. I just think the Argentine ruddy duck is a very fascinating creature. We know. Because of the reproductive uh, system. Stop it. Talk about Stephen King, Tucker. I just heard that the audiobook corkscrews. That's all I'm going to say. On Audible, because they had a buy two, get one free sale. So I picked up uh, World War Z, Thinner, and uh, I forget what my third pick was, but... One of those was a Stephen King book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one, 
of my favorite Stephen King books. Thinner? Thinner, yes. Is Thinner really one of your favorite Stephen King books? No. I remember going to see that in the movies. Totally divert conversation from what we were talking about earlier. Because I was going to rag on you about it. <laughs> Look, I love Stephen King, but Tommyknockers is terrible. Oof. Not good. Sleepwalkers, not good either. Tommyknockers is one of those movies that I saw on USA as a kid. Yep. And even then, I was like, that's not, that's not good. I bet the book is better. And it's not. The book is worse. Because it takes way longer to get through that fucking book than it does to watch that terrible movie. Oh, wait, but there are tentacle penises in Tommyknockers. Oh, right. I'm just just saying it. You said he didn't write about it. He wrote about it. Over. Mm -hmm. Over. Your penis has been thrown, sir. Wait till next season. Dreamcatcher. A lot of people hate that movie. I think it's great. I like the book, too. Yeah. All about that movie guy who has the toothpick and he, he's, he's got an obsession with having a toothpick in his mouth yeah again, that's a... there's a tentacle monster trying to come out of the, the toilet and he's sitting on top of the toilet lid to keep it in there and he drops his toothpick and he's like what am i gonna do i've got to get that toothpick back it's because he quits smoking yeah there's a fucking monster trying to to come up into your asshole you think he could wait for your friend to come back to hand you a toothpick Nope. Because when did you want to smoke more? I don't think I saw the movie, but I know the book had a lot of farting aliens in it. Mm. Movie did too. Oh, did it? Movie did too. That couldn't have been anything but hilarious. That was like the dead giveaway that, wait a minute, that's not normal. That smells horrible. (laughs) It was like meth. It wasn't methane. It wasn't the methane smell of normal farts. It was like (laughs) ethanol and... It was some chemical. Propane, something. I don't know. It was just, I don't know. Propane has no natural odor. Propane is a clean beer fuel. Taste the heat, not, taste the meat, not the heat. (laughs) Man put that smell in propane to protect you. I, yeah, I know, but that smell is awful by design. And so, (laughs) I'm sure those sparklers is awful. It's like carbon monoxide has no natural odor. And for some reason, my carbon monoxide uh, alarm has been going off and it's just giving me a headache and making me dizzy. Don't you live above the garage? It's a joke. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, boxing by. Anyway, that's when I'm getting bored. Um, what was the book we were talking about? The book slash movie that was so bad? What was it called? Tommy. Uh, Tommy Knockers. Okay. Or Dreamcatchers or Thinner. I think it was Dreamcatcher. Which was the one with the, with the toothpick? That that's was uh, a Dreamcatcher. Dream okay, that's the one I read. It did I have a. Uh, so, so. Dreamcatcher had a liberal dose of one of Stephen King's favorite tropes. Psychics. Huh? Psychics. Uh, no, psychic uh, special ed people. Yes. M O O N. That spells what Stephen King wants it to spell, I guess. That's. Terrible Stephen King books. The Langoliers. It wasn't a book. It was just a movie, right? That was a novella. He wrote a short story. I wish I knew what you guys were talking about. That's because you don't read because you're a fucking pleb. Noob Note 1, we made him watch Silver Bullet. That was based off a Stephen King novella. The movie was awesome. That movie was dope. We built that kid a motorcycle. 
um, Silver Bullet was actually based off of a calendar. No, it was like the wolf was the original name of the book, not not the cat, not that it was a calendar. It just had a bunch of Bernie Wrights and illustrations in it. Something was something he did was a calendar that he expanded on. It was like little short stories, not even short stories, like a paragraph each month. It was a calendar, and I thought it was the wolf. Mm-mm. No, season of the wolf was a full short story or cycle of the wolf. No, no, Spectre yeah. Wolf was a lot of little vignettes, but they were like several pages long. Speaking of werewolves, were everybody fighting a werewolf? We were fighting a werewolf. Uh, yeah, that uh, was going to be the transition. Thanks, noob. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody hop on this segue. Let's go. This, the Stephen <laughs> King stuff did not go over. I'm still just, I'm not even going to say it. I am sorry for bringing up what I brought up. I am full of shame. I'm not. Aren't they remaking the stand, though? Just. While we're on the Stephen yes. King thing, they aren't supposed to be doing it. I yeah. hope it's good because I love, I really like that. Uh, I even like the old miniseries one, but I can't wait for the stand that's going to be on CBS All Access to be on something that I'll actually pay for and watch. Ah, oh, is that, that like you were shilling for them? I don't know. I believe it's <laughs> exclusively on CBS All Access, has hit Hulu. Uh, like Star Trek Discovery is now on Hulu. Oh, good! I can finally watch it. Is Picard on Hulu? It is coming to Hulu next year. Like no. season one of Discovery is out on Hulu right now, and I don't like the new Klingons. What do they do the Klingons? I don't like anything about the new Star Trek because it's not Star Trek. Come grab me a drink. Oh God! Waste your time. Is this the cartoon one you guys are talking about? No, this is the new live action show. The mm. the previous new live action show. The other new live action show is Picard, and then they did the cartoon. The best thing Star Trek has done in the past three years is the Orville, and that's not Star Trek, but it's phenomenal. But it's Star Trek The Next Generation more so than anything else has been. Yeah. I've, I've, Even I've Picard. Orville. Even Picard. I love Picard. I had a lot of hope for Picard, you know? Even if it was just six episodes of him drinking tea and, like, telling stories that we never saw on the show. I would have loved that. Which is what it should have been. Yeah. No, it's old man action movie. <laughs> the sword. Running up flights of stairs. I'm... There's an episode. Still my favorite captain. His body double must have got a lot of work in that show. I don't know. I'm tied between Picard and Janeway. Who? Oh, Jan- yeah. It was good. Was that Deep Space Nine? Oh, no, no, that's Cisco. What? I don't know. Same was Voyager, wasn't it? No, no. It's Deep Space Nine is Cisco. No, no. It was a new oh, hope. Oh, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. All right. One more cracker before I before I kill somebody. I'm eating spicy peanuts and it hurts my mouth. I've only eaten. This probably a lesson to you. Everything else is. So I found something in the Walmart the other day, and uh, I'm afraid to try it. It's just squatting in our pantry. You're not supposed to bring guys home from Walmart, Terrence. Flaming, flaming hot Cheetos flavored mac and cheese. Oh, do it! Do it! Do it! Dude, that sounds like a great dinner and a bad night. Uh, It sounds like (laughs) yes. It sounds like just the latter. 
this is the ugliest face I can make. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> hey. So welcome to episode 19. Hooray. Bullet episode. Hooray. When do you get motorcycles? Gary Busey and a, and a crippled child had an easier time murdering a werewolf than this party has. <laughs> But to be fair, theirs was a one-eyed priest, so... Yep. Yeah. This is a gnome. <laughs> he did use a baseball bat to incredible effectiveness. Yeah, that's a good scene. Oh, my God, I love that. The name of the baseball bat? Oh, I can't remember. Louisville Slugger. No. No. The bartender had just wrote Peacekeeper on the baseball Peacekeeper. bat. The best thing about that movie is like, ah, there's something in the woods killing kids, and the whole town shows up gleefully with guns to and go walk the woods. Guns and flashlights and drunkenness, and they just go all over the woods. <laughs> Why are our woods so foggy? There's just so much fog in these woods. <laughs> Anywho, I you were say the best part about that movie was Gary Busey. Well, he was, to be honest. So the best part about Gary Busey is under siege because he's in drag in that movie. Oh, God, he was. Mm-hmm. Yep. His later career where he just fully goes bananas. So a friend of mine told me to watch. There's a TV show on Amazon Prime where Gary Busey is an animal court judge. <laughs> it is... It is worth watching for three minutes. That's a little long. It is episode one of like 10, and they're each 20 minutes long, and they're fucking terrible. There's a there's a yeah. movie with Gary Busey where he is a pom- Pomeranian. Oh, Predator 2. I've seen that one. <laughs> no, it was on Red Letter Media. Yeah, yeah. It was like Ghost Dog or something. Yeah. He's a Pomeranian? Yeah, he gets reincarnated as a Pomeranian. That's just yeah. Gary Busey's most most uh, inspiring and in-depth character role, the ginger dead man. It's it's like they just got him drunk and said, do stuff. And he <laughs> did stuff. They got man. him more drunk because he was already drunk. Yeah. They got him Mickey Rourke on fucking... What's that show? The Masked Singer. The Masked Singer. Yeah, <laughs> they got him that drunk. Yeah. Spoiler alert, if you watch The Masked <laughs> Singer, Mickey Rourke's on it <laughs> the first episode, and he's terrible, and he's angry, and it's very awkward. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I've avoided that show intentionally, and now I'm glad I have. I love it. You're missing some fantastic, just real pure ridiculousness. Look, I was a I was a real hard sell on it. And I just jumped in and watched it with her one day. And it was a, a, a guy in a banana suit singing a very serious, sad song. And the crowd was emotionally involved. But every time it cut to the stage, it's just this big, dumb looking banana singing it. I'm a banana. And I was I was awestruck, and come come to find out it was Brett Michaels. Who doesn't love Brett Michaels? <laughs> What's the premise of the show? I've never seen the show before. You've never seen Mass Singer? It's a oh. Japanese game show. No, no, 
Kevin, you don't watch the show. You shut the fuck up. You let somebody <laughs> who likes the show describe it to Matt in a way that will be uh, enjoyable. Don't just come in here and shit all over our fun. I was 20 needed the mass singer, and it gave us Mickey Rourke and fuck you. <laughs> Mickey Rourke on Amyl Nitrate. <laughs> Your fun is wrong. <laughs> yeah. So there, Matt. That's the show. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> anyway, show, Matt, the actual show is celebrities come on dressed in costumes and sing, and you try to figure out who they are. Oh, okay. Uh, still not a good. The costumes are immaculate. <laughs> there's a snake lady, and there's snake legs on the back that actually move while she sings. Snakes don't uh, have legs. Point of order: snake legs. That's a <laughs> lizard. <laughs> Costume design is really cool. It's just it's, it's hard to describe the snake right. because yeah, it shouldn't work, but it works. I will check it out, but I, I will have a skeptical eye. You can tell which costumes are a little too elaborate because the people have to lead them off the stage afterwards. Yeah. Like, in the first season, you could tell that there were some people who only lasted as long as they did because of who they were. And, like, as soon as they could get rid of them, they're like, okay, in my contract, I can, I have to make it through to round four. And then as soon as round four, like, okay, bye. Get out. <laughs> but I didn't even know Mickey Rourke's thing. He does Yeah, like, it's usually oh. people who <laughs> don't do this. It's usually somebody who this is not what they're known for. And they're going, you know, they're like, look, I oh. can also do this. Well, some of them are really surprised you. Like, I'm a football player, but I'm a fucking, I got an amazing voice too. Or, you know, they don't have an amazing voice. And you voice. have to try to guess who it is? Yeah. Like, they, like, the that's the show. It's like, there's, you know, there's a panel of hosts and they're guessing. And Somebody gets voted off at the end. And when they get voted off, they reveal who they are. Yeah. I got you. Mm -hmm. But right now, there's a, a costume that is two owls and a big egg. And I'm secretly really hoping that it's Rob Schneider. And there's a good it, chance. I am I am 100% sure it's Rob Schneider and his daughter. But Rob Schneider? Yeah, yeah, I really hope it's Rob Schneider. I think it is. Well, you know, if it were really Rob Schneider, his costume would be a carrot. Mm. Rob Schneider plays a carrot. Merdick well, again. I'm confused. I like saying Schneider. That's a South Park reference where they keep showing Rob Schneider movies and every time he's something dumber. Okay. <laughs> I'm Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. That's a vet little girl. You've seen Rob Schneider as an animal. Now Rob Schneider is a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can remember that episode of South Park, you're officially old. Yeah, yeah and you should talk about Tana because you're, you're in the right crowd. <laughs> Welcome home. Wasn't a werewolf about to kill anyone for me? Yeah, so here's the deal. Was yeah. it whose turn was it? It's the werewolf's turn. I don't believe that. Raz, it was Razbad's turn, and when we ended the last episode, Razbad rolled a six and missed. Now yes. it's the werewolf's turn. Dorian and uh, Cullen are both prone, but conscious now. I haven't moved a muscle. That sounds yet. unlikely. The werewolf has multiple reasons to hit any of these people. But he's grappled by that whip. So it's going to be harder for him to hit anybody. Not me. I'm prone. Right. <laughs> wrong argument, sir. Wrong team. <laughs> so uh, instead of rolling randomly, I will attack the prone person. 
Hey, there's two of us. Which one? There are two of you. The werewolf wants to attack. What would be really mean is I could cleave both of you. Ugh. I've turned power attack off. So that Mata hits better. <laughs> um this could kill this could potentially kill two party members. What a fucking upset that'd be. Yeah. I was hoping to wait until somebody paid the $1,500 to kill one of you off, but it might just happen naturally in the game at this point. Organic is better. I just, uh, I, I, I just, so, just so you don't feel bad about it, I do have a backup character that is um, Colin Schibler, that is a witch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to roll a, D, uh, a D10. There are five targets. Why? Why wouldn't the werewolf go after the the most threatening target? Yeah. Why would he come after anybody? Why would he want to take? He's already he's already neutralized his threat. Why wouldn't he neutralize? Well, if the, the werewolf is intelligent, it would know that all you need to do is cackle to debilitate him, and the rogue just stabbed him in the foot, even though he's prone. I did not stab him. I missed. I'm un I'm unconscious, as far as he knows. You, yeah. Sure. Well, he hasn't moved or acted or Keep anything. arguing. See what this dice says then. <laughs> <laughs> Can use that Benny you got last episode. I rejected it. And I still hold to that. Yeah. I will die on that hill just like the obscuring this One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Stand eight. by my decisions. One, two, three, four. Dorian. Yes, he did. Sorry. Dorian will get the, the, the initial swing, and if it goes off... The cleave will go to Akage. It has to be adjacent, sir. It has to be adjacent oh. to the person that you hit. Right. So, yeah. Then we'll do a. We'll do so that's a me. That's me, Sonder, or. If Rat. you're so desperate to hit Akage, just hit Akage. No, I'll hit Colin with the second hit. There we go. So on the first one, you're prone. He swings down with a hammer. He rolls a 19. It's. 15 damage. Okay. I'm at negative 11. And your con is? 12. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that should, that, that needs to have a little more reaction to, I'm one hit point away from. He's unconscious. He can't have a reaction. He's hitting well, he's, an unconscious target. Uh, I, I bleed very dramatically. No, <laughs> you as a player can have. I'll react if I die. I still have a chance. I'm an optimist, ass. <laughs> you should, Colin. <laughs> Ooh, that is a 17 to hit your prone AC. Yeah, I have a 12 if I'm standing up and ready for it. So how many how many hit points do you have? I have four. Uh, uh, more than 14, I'm dead. Dead. Wait, what's your what's your armor bonus? My armor bone? I don't have armor. Oh, yeah, but okay, so what's your dex bonus to AC then? Two. Two? I might be able to save you. Hold up. Where's my... Keep keep rolling the stuff. I'll make sure I can do this no, first. No, let's wait. Let's because this could this will more this could more than likely kill <laughs> this him. Could kill, uh, call it teleports the armor off of me onto you, and if I do that, your AC will bump up to plus six. Eighteen. 
Oh, but he's prone. No, but I'm prone, so that gives me a what? Negative. That's no to melee. It's oh, it's uh against range. So melee, yeah, I've, I've got a negative four. No, so that puts me uh, at eighteen. Yeah. It gives me a fourteen. But he uh, yeah. grappled, so he gets. Oh, a and you're grappled. Werewolf gets Grap a minus two just for grappled. Yeah, right now I rolled a sixteen on the die. I've still got a twenty to hit. Oh, dude! You, oh, then, yeah, I can't. Automatic hit. That's automatic hit. Yeah, I can't help. So I'm him. dead. Yeah, I know your little armor spell is cool, but it's it's that's uh I don't know when that's gonna actually come into play with this. I mean, if you rolled lower. Yeah. <laughs> if you got a, tw I mean, you say he's got a what a twenty something what twenty what to hit? Just a twenty. <laughs> I, rolled, I rolled a set. You don't, I rolled a you don't have to roll. You don't have to roll against me. <laughs> so. uh, no, I rolled a sixteen. I got a plus four right now because I'm grappled and I'm not power attacking and all this or um all this other stuff. Okay. So you hit me. Yeah. I did. Not necessarily. Thirteen. <laughs> so we have two characters at one hit point. Away from permadeath. Yep. Yep. That was a minimum of nine damage. <laughs> And I rolled three dice, and I brought that nine up to a 13. So when does their, like, when do they just... Well, stabilize on our turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On your okay, turn. So this is, this is big. Yeah. Uh, Cullen, you need to roll to stabilize. Yeah, so it's my turn. So it's a fortitude? Is that a fortitude save? No, it's just a straight d20. You've got to roll 10 or more, right? Uh... No. No, that's it. It's a con check. Oh, is it? So I got to roll a nine. That's so five plus my con. Sure, you don't want to do that, Benny. You're gonna need it. Yeah. Nope, not taking it. <laughs> I made. I was a bad. I, I made a bad decision, letting that misfortune drop, and I'm not taking a Benny for it. So you're gonna punish yourself for making a bad decision, isn't? Yes, that that's how an adult handles enough? things. Young Akage. That's how a fetishist handles things. Yeah, that's how a masochist <laughs> handles things. No, I will learn from it. I'm not. I'm not gonna take a Benny for making a bad call. I would take a Benny for dropping obscuring mist twice. Dude, dude, you take a Benny anytime the DM gives you one. Okay. I so don't. the character must make a DC 10 Constitution check to become stable. The character takes a penalty on this roll equal to his negative hit point total. <laughs> Make oh, I'm dead because ah. I am negative nine on my hit points. I rolled a five and I have a 10 con. Oh, so yeah, oh, so that's what I'm saying. I'm not taking a Benny for making a call that killed me. Well, you're not taking a Benny. I gave you one at the end of the last episode. I said I'm not taking it. I'm rejecting it. Then Colin's dead. Colin's dead. One dumb mistake. You're making two. I'm not making two. It's it's I'm, I'm at negative oh, wait, nine. Wait. Rejecting a Benny is a dumb mistake, and stopping cackling is a dumb mistake. That's yeah. two dumb mistakes. Dibs on his house. Yeah, dibs on his stuff. Oh wait, I'm about to die too. Don't touch my stuff. Oh my god. So, so Colin, uh, yeah. um, Colin, you, uh, your character bleeds out on this turn, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. And rises again as a web of. Though it's going to be fallen uh, 
Stribbler, the uh, witch from the other side of town. <laughs> Come on. Uh, well, my whip will like Damn to. Uh, my whip would like to tie up the can tie up the defender with the rest of the whip. It can it can try. Sorry, that's a CMD. Mm-hmm. All right, I got a plus twenty now. Your CMB. CMB, yeah. So wait, let me pull up the. Uh, yeah, I got a plus. Oh, that's for combat maneuver checks. I got a plus fifteen to those. So is that what I'm rolling against that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I get say plus fifteen. For a nineteen. Just missed it. Oof. So after a brief bit of math, given my constitution bonus and the penalty from hit points, I have to roll a natural 20 to stabilize successfully. <laughs> I would but like it's... to point out that that was just um, Amon's whips. Yeah, no, I still, I still got to go. That's what I got that way. So if you could five foot step me next to uh, Dar- Darren, Darren, Dorian. He's five foot me there. Uh, suddenly I'm the husband from Bewitched. <laughs> and then I will cast defensively to uh, stabilize. He's grappled. The werewolf's grappled, so you don't have to cast No. It. Well, I will still cast stabilize, bringing you up. Stabilizing you, and I believe bringing you up to one hit point. No. Stabilize Ooh. just keeps him from dying. Yep. Can't lose. Cool. So Good. There you go. Never roll, that. roll a 20 on his turn. Good. She's, she's, yeah, they have the roll is one. Sorry, Colin. Now I just hope the monster doesn't die and fall on me or something. <laughs> it is now uh, Dorian's go, and he is unconscious. Role play unconscious for me, real quick. Uh, Good job. Bringing Sander. the college frat guys. Sorry, Sander would have gone before Dorian. Oh, I draw dicks on my own forehead. Okay, yeah. So I <laughs> five foot step back. And that puts me out of his reach, correct? Yes. Lovely. So I don't have to cast defensively or anything? You don't have to anyway. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, because he's the thing thing. Um, gonna roll another one. Fuck. That sucks. That definitely misses. Ooh. What are you trying to do? I was trying to hit him with the touch of flame. And what did you get? I rolled a 10. Well, he's grappled. His, his touch AC is different than his regular AC. Oh, really? Yes. And because he's grappled and because he cleaved, his touch AC is at 9. Are you fucking serious? Very serious. What? Like a heart attack. <laughs> well, already then. Burn it with fire. Despondent thinking. Oh, no. Gonna roll the glow in the dark. D6. Come on, glow in the dark. Alright. So that gives me seven points of fire damage. Woo! Describe your kill. Yes! Sonder is so, so afraid and so frustrated at not being able to force her will on this thing that she just reaches out and flames and it bursts into flames and it's gone that was lame but it's dead as your flames uh, <laughs> uh, warp around 
the the werewolf it begins to shrink in size uh the magic that or whatever that was causing it to be large seems to vanish as the werewolf uh lifelessly drops the hammer from its grip um as he falls over and dies his body slumps into the forge and you hear that high sizzle pop of hair and meat and flesh melting in a forge fire. That's nasty. Oh, good. Dorian is unconscious. Cullen is completely lifeless. Um, yeah, I'm gonna immediately run over. I'm gonna, who's closest to me? Cullen, I think. All right, so I'm gonna reach out to Dorian and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna check his pulse and see that he's still alive and I'm going to give him a, a cure light wounds. That is seven points of healing. Okay, I'm still I'm still unconscious. Mr. Mr. Resbad, are you okay? Uh, I, I, I I just can't I, I can't accept this. There's no way the one who, who freed me would go to such such evil lengths and pledge himself how how could this happen he he's so much better than that and stronger something something truly evil must have sank into his heart everyone give me perception checks except for Colin because you're dead Raspberry is going to outlive us all. I got a 14. 21, 23 if it's based on vision. 19. Coding. Everybody who got a... a uh, 21. Everybody who got a 13 or higher, you hear footsteps approaching the uh, the front. Um, those who see, you turn around to look to see two heavily armored protectorate come into the room, uh, swords drawn. Oh, there, what foul business happens here? I ignore them and um, try to go ahead and cast some more Cure Light Wounds for 11 points of healing. A, a werewolf had, it was just attacking us. Mr. <clears throat> Mr. Grizzlenock uh, has succumbed to lycanthropy. They point swords um, at Razbad. Uh, but then as Sandra, as you start casting spells, they run up on you quickly. You're in the midst of of chanting and, and summoning power. Um, give me a um, cast defensively check. No, 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 wait, please. I don't think that's going to work. Nope, I fail. So uh, one of the soldiers grabs you by the wrist and goes to... to 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 pin you down the other one keeps his sword on the other lot of you um you will let it go or you will face us all i'm no, trying to save no. this one's life that is that is not true <laughs> it is that resbed calm down please sir. i'm trying to save a life sir she's casting magics it's forbidden in town holy magics she is a holy woman 
Let's She's... see if they let's see if they recognize Sonder. Can I do a diplomacy? You hear one of them go. She's no holy person. She works the pawn shop down the street. You don't know me, sir. You don't know where I, what, what I was before I came here. Can I can I try diplomacy? Yeah. Thirteen on the die plus six. That's nineteen. Okay. What do you say? No, she is trying to save our friend's life, who was attacked by the werewolf, who was. In the forge fire now. You can see his body still. Please. Peace. As they look towards the forge fire. What they oh, see boy. is a crispy burnt gnome blacksmith. Yes, um, they seem calmer now, but they are still requesting for you to disarm and come with them. So did my spell fail? Or did it? Oh, did fail. It failed. All right. So I'm still unconscious. Yeah. I will pick up the body and say after you. I will, I will. Can we please bring our friend? Drop your weapons. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. And at this, you can hear more footsteps approaching. And two or three more protectorate begin to come into the building. I don't know why I came to this backward country. I do this, and I'll hand him behind the guard my two weapons. And pick up Cullen's dead body. I drop my sickle at their feet. I will hand over my glaive and my katana and I will carry Dorian. They're asking for us to hand, hand them our weapons or just put away our weapons? To drop them, to give them up. <laughs> to disarm. I will put them in, I will hand them out and hold them out to them like, you take them. Yeah, we're just waiting on Razbad to decide what he's going to do. Yeah, see... I fight. I've heard the song, you fight the law and the law will win. I will... Seeing that I'm the only one... What's it going to be, you filthy (laughs) half-orc? Die out of combat. (laughs) I will drop my spike chain to the ground and take a step away from it. Okay. Uh, as you disarm the, the other protectorate come in, uh, one of them immediately grabs uh, a bucket and starts throwing it on the the fire where uh, the forge where Grizzlenock's body is mostly disintegrated at this point. <clears throat> the other three begin leading you out of the building. Uh, you're unconscious. What is it? Uh, as you move away, you hear a loud, you hear a scraping sound, as Dorian's short sword begins dragging on a very thin wire that's connected to his scalp. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good response for your unconscious. What is that? What are you doing? <laughs> are you doing something? Um, Go on. I'm just letting you know. No, that's funny. Uh, yeah, it takes them a few minutes to uh, to to untie your <clears throat> short sword from the um, from its pull string uh, before making their their way out the door. Um, they begin leading you back to um, their keep. Um, 
and once you get to the keep, they lead you down to the cells where they separate all of you who are still conscious into your own cell. They're your typical like uh, drunk tanks where there's just the bars. You can all still see each other. Uh, just as they, they go to close you up, the, the two that are unconscious are taken uh, by other protectorate. Uh, one a little more gently than the other one because Dorian is still uh, obviously alive, uh, just breathing shallowly. And Cullen is Cullen is probably going to end up at a mon shop after all this gets settled. Yeah, can I tell them that we, we might need that for evidence? Yeah. Look at these wounds. Those are werewolf wounds. Those are hammer wounds. Yeah, got yeah, hit with a hammer. Yeah, it was wielding a, a hammer and oh, yeah. while I was on the but ground. I, but I was still saying we should probably. A very large. No, no, no. It was still a no. Yeah, the hammer didn't get bigger. <laughs> or did it? <laughs> it would. It would have to get bigger for him to wield it like that. I think, right? Yeah. Or he's just pinching the hammer. D4 plus nine. Yeah. For the remainder of this day, you guys are locked in a cell. You're not treated unkindly, but you're not treated kindly. You're brought water and bread at around dinner time, and nobody comes to speak to you or talk to you until that night. Task makes his way into the dimly lit cells and looks around at all of you. Quietly, he makes his way over to Razbad's cell and goes, Razbad, I'm terribly sorry. I have, I have nothing now. There's no reason for me to stay here. Revenge has always been a good reason for me. He reaches into his pocket, pulls out a, um, it's like a thick leather tome, and passes it through the bars to you. What is this? And I take it and, and begin flipping through it. Grizzlenock was an old man, and he had no family or children. He's left everything to you. I'm not sure what caused him to go crazy. We have our suspicions, obviously, of, you know, between what happened with Father Solomon and the creatures we encountered in the sewer. The Dark Lady has powers beyond what we fully understand yet. But I feel like that's what took away uh, Grizzlenock. Not you or your people. Did mention the dark lady and hit a pledge to her. Hmm. It's not the first I've heard of that. There's a lot more going on around town than even you have seen, even more than I have seen at this point. I should be able to get you out of these cells shortly. I have to do some behind-the-scenes work with the local, uh, the local protectorate. They're running slowly. The dwarven doors are closed. Anybody with a knowledge local at all um, <clears throat> knows automatically. Um, anybody without knowledge local that would want to roll a uh, just an intelligence check 
I got a 21 on Knowledge Local. I rolled it anyway. Ah, cool. Nope. Uh, Intelligent uh, gives me a 15. Okay. Sandra, I'm sorry. Did you uh, did you roll? I rolled. I got a seven intelligence. Oh, okay. that would be a seven. seven. Yeah. So, Sandra, you're not super familiar with the dwarven doors, um, but everybody else is. the 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 information you got last episode, or the episode before last, forgive me about the the dwarves kind of being in charge of the money and behind the scenes. That's not super well known. But the dwarven doors are uh, the entrance to the dwarven part of Yarnum. Uh, they're right inside the mountain. Um, and as far as anybody knows, they've been open for a hundred plus years. They've never closed for anything. Um, Waffle House. Since the dwarven doors are closed. That means the dwarves have locked themselves off from Yarnum, And that could be something extremely significant. Because this place is a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> So how you feel that way, Sander? It wasn't always a shithole. We used to not have, you know, magical dark beings summoning undead and mutating priests. But that's, you know, not the times we currently live in. The times we live in are times where you stop people from saving other people. How about Dorian? How How is he? Is he alive? What do you know? Dorian is alive. Mr. Cullen? Like a doorknob. I'm afraid I'm still regenerating from from giving you your new body and to do that spell again would put eyes on me through the order that I I do not wish I, I cannot draw any more negative attention for, for casting those types of, of nature magics so, so unfortunately I will not be able to do what I did for you so he is dead he is indeed dead um gonna miss him he was a real cool dude he told me he told me that if anything would have happened to him that i should look after his house <laughs> that's, that's a bluff deck because he told me the same thing you guys joke he kept that deed in his back pocket oh, i haven't roommates <laughs> this is a lesson learned for my character characters right a will character my ever favorite thing about this Matt has been talking about playing a witch for years. I've tried it twice and died, you know, but I fucked up. <laughs> I should have never went to heal somebody and I should have never dropped a hex. And that's that's my bad and I deserve to die. <laughs> Harsh but fair. That's the truth. My, it's breaking my personal principles of characters. <laughs> or, you know, Matt, not care uh, about Matt, other party members. Matt, you're dead. If you could please just be quiet for the rest I'll, of this episode, that would be good. I will you know what? I will mute myself. <laughs> it is a shame that he was such a cowardly uh, compatriot <laughs> and so bad with his spell choices oh, back, into what I, back into what is actually happening a kage, so, anyway. mm -hmm. um, Tass turns around from Razvad to look at Akage one thing about your situation is that being a dwarf might be in our benefit now. I have no knowledge of dwarfs. You might not need the knowledge. Just being, uh, I'm not sure how the magic works for the dwarf doors, but 
you may be the only dwarf on this side now that could open the doors. That could be the leeway I need to get you out of prison before the investigation is finished anyway. Whatever leverage we can find, I am willing to put my strength behind it. Uh, have you checked on my mother? I have not personally been by to visit your mother, but the, uh, the, the merchant man that you're staying with has been tending to her. She wishes to see you. Good, good. Um, unfortunately, I cannot leave currently. If you would um, relay a message to her that I am still here and I will be home as soon as possible. You can and that message as soon as I get you out of here. It should not take more than a few hours to do what I need to do. But could you soften the blow that I am in fact a dwarf now? <laughs> that might be best if it comes from you, but I will allude that you have changed some. That would be beneficial. Because I couldn't just run up to her and hug her and say, Mother! And she punched me in the face because I'm a dwarf. And no longer my baby. You did! You right did over that very thing. I'm sorry. She was Talk. unconscious. And why are you not muted? He was not! Her dad's mom will now be played by Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? You're no son of mine! Oh. I have no dwarf son! <laughs> Or worse, she does, and she thinks she finally caught up to you. A few hours pass. Dorian, you wake up. Give me a fortitude save. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, 16. You made your second consecutive save against Slimy Doom and no longer have to save against it. Ooh. Cullen, give me a four. Oh. Uh, on the bright side, Colin, you do not have to make the Ford save against Slimy Doom again. So you're, uh, you're uh, glass half full. This was called Slimy Doom. That was the, the name by, of the disease. Uh, smelling like my own shit. So what does Slimy do? Where am I? What does what does Slimy Doom do? Dorian, uh, you wake up. You're in a um, it's a it's, it's a stone room. It's kind of cool. It's well lit from torchlight. Um, you, you groggily open your eyes and look to your left and then your right, and you see Task sitting in a in a wooden chair, uh, staring at you. I draw my hands up across my face, down my own body. I'm doing a weapons check. <laughs> uh, you are wearing basically just underwear. Ah. <clears throat> I take it everything went poorly. Yes. We lost Cullen. You were close. Hmm. I sit up and hang my legs over the side. <laughs> it's a shame. I was getting to like him. Did he at least go heroically? <laughs> You'll have to ask your friends. Get dressed. We'll go get them out of prison. Very well. Uh, he obscuring mist one last time before he died. That's when he farted. Her. That's when his corpse farted. Can I uh, connect with my god at some point and try to figure out this is the kind of thing she wanted going on? Just kind of a general sense from Cellcat. You can attempt praying to her. Yeah. You know, I'll make the blood come out my hands and do runes and shit. 
Uh, I dress in whatever's left of my clothing. Okay. What kind of a check would that be? Sorry. It's not, it's not a check. So you, no. you could role play it. Yeah. My lady, is this what you wanted? Is this the direction we should be going in? And much like praying in real life, nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> eh, it's worth a shot. Anyway, I follow him out. Um, as you come out, there are two protectorate that as soon as the door opens, they nonchalantly just kind of look the other way and give the old the old scratch of the neck. Uh, I I have a I had a short sword. I'm fairly fairly attached to. Oh, that was that was with your stuff inside. Sorry. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I reequip. <laughs> uh, they pointedly ignore you leaving the area. Toodaloo, boys. <laughs> um, you follow Task through um this part of the fortress, and he begins making his way towards the. Cells. You may or may not be familiar with where these are located from past experiences. No, but I take careful note in my head. As you get close, there is one guard standing on duty, but you see a seat for two. Uh, he walks up to the guard, rustles around in, in his coat pocket, and slides him a, a coin purse. The guard opens it, looks around, nods, and leaves. You notice that there's a little um, key left on the stool and Tass picks it up, unlocks the door and heads into the cell area uh, where the rest of your party is. He then casually goes to each cell and begins unlocking each one. So, um, just a casual question here. Are we to be fugitives or is this just um, a convenience that you can do? In this situation, it's convenience. With the, they will fill you in on the dwarven door situation. But with that happening, the protectorate's a little blind to. I hate to say that the the murder of of one of our locals is small business, but with everything happening lately, it can be overlooked for a price for a time. As far as the higher-ups are concerned, the paperwork was sent through for your release. Um, this may come back to where you'll have to answer some questions, but uh, we'll just see what happens when it happens. All right. Well, let's go. Uh, we your... were protecting the town. What's that? We were protecting the town. And eventually, the citizens will know that. But for now, there's just too much confusion to point that out. I'm a werewolf, though. I made it to where your belongings would be left at the blacksmith's. Um, I figured now that Razbat is, is owner of, of that there, there may be some things he would want to go through. I've made sure that the investigation of the area is finished. There should not be any protectorate trouble coming to explore or re-examine the scene again. Um, but all of your weapons that were disarmed are still there. And he leads you out of the uh, out of the Protectorate Keep. It is late. Darkness is coming down. It will only be a few hours before you'll need to find um, your residence or a hotel or something to stay in. Um, but I'm assuming that you will all go back to uh the blacksmithy 
to reclaim your goods. Absolutely. Um, as you enter the blacksmithy, you all hit level four. Woo! Yeah. Uh, let's uh let's give uh, let's give out a little treasure from the werewolf fight. Yeah. Quick question. I think you could probably unmute now, Matt. We're talking about. Okay. Oh, Matt, you could have been level four. Hold on. Yeah, let me get the treasure thing pulled up. Actually, never mind on the question because since we leveled up, it doesn't matter if we got a night's rest or not. Yeah, it does. It does matter. I don't see Skyrim. <laughs> oh, did you don't we, you don't get max hit points and all that stuff. Did we get rest in the jail cells? Because we went to the blacksmith first thing in the morning. No, we went right after we rested. Which would have been first thing in the morning. And then uh, it was almost up. morning when we started resting. You got up. You, you got up that afternoon. Ah, that morning when you got home, and then you went to the apothecary shop, which took some time for him to brew some potions. Then you went to the blacksmith thing. So we were only in jail for like three, four hours. Yeah, five at the max. Got am it. I rested? Or y'all haven't rested? I've rested. Am I, am I still? Am I still injured? <laughs> uh, we'll say you're at half hit points. Okay. All right, then yeah, I'm limping along. Um, I, I have all my gear apparently, so I'm just gonna accompany them just to make sure everything stays safe. Um, I asked them exactly what happened with Cullen after I went down. He got murdered by a hammer wielded by a werewolf. He got near the werewolf? What for? To heal you, I believe. How uncharacteristic. <laughs> was yeah. odd. Well, he died a hero in my estimation. <laughs> he suddenly stopped his maniacal laughter and moved closer and tried to put his hands on you, but then was struck down. I think he was stealing your wallet. He may have been stealing your wallet. It's not a steal your wallet or help you. We're not sure. serious tone. It, the, you can explain through dice. Cullen was cackling until he saw Dorian go down. So he stopped the cackle to go heal Dorian. Um, <laughs> that was the mistake. That's not what happened at all. I was going to say, except there was a whole... <laughs> I could maybe oh, edit happened. it that way. Sure. In a four-minute episode. <laughs> <Do that. laughs> but let me get about treasure. All right. Yeah. All right. Treasure. Do not seek the treasure. Ring of Protection plus one is discovered in his uh, in his belongings there. Ooh, this is all technically Razbad's because it's left to him in the will. But <laughs> finally, a treasure. Um, his favorite chain shirt, uh, which is sized for small, but you can give me a spellcraft check on it. I got a 17. Okay, it is a plus one Fireforge steel chain shirt. Um, but it can resize to the wearer's um, size. Ooh. That requires some check too, doesn't it? I feel like that's a Razbad thing. Right? A what check? No, yeah, I mean, there's a. There's a check associated with that to resize. It can be done, but it's uh, Terrence, you know, Jose, 
to resize a magic item? Uh, only thing that generally don't resize are armors and weapons. Everything else oh, resize. Right, but I mean, is there a check involved with resizing it, or is it just? No, no, no. Magically, it will resize to the wearer. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not a blackmithing thing you have to do. Oh, so it's basically yeah, it's just... a medium for all intents and purposes. Yeah, like the same way Aragorn and Frodo can wear the same mystical ring. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and then the big daddy will actually need a spellcraft check on. Hobbits do have fat fingers, though. You said another spellcraft? Yep. Ooh. Uh, 24. 24. The Warhammer, or the Blacksmith Hammer, could go either way that the uh, Grizzleknock always used is extremely magical. Um, give me a knowledge history. Who's that? Anybody? No. Uh, hang on, let me see. I don't think I can. I cannot. Hey, Colin, you got knowledge history? I do. <laughs> yep. Good. So you don't know the history of this, but you do know what it is. It is a. Um, it's basically a plus two impact warhammer. What's that mean? Ooh, impact? Plus two? Yeah. Impact. Hammer? The impact is the one that makes it a Something I can't use. If you crit with it, it will reduce the size of the person that you've hit. Oh, that's what I thought. That's amazing. Um, Sure, let's turn this medium rogue into a tiny rogue and much harder to hit. It can also, three times per day, increase the size of the wielder for one minute. It's basically like a large person. Yeah. That's a hell of a fucking item. I can't, yeah. I mean, I, it's not what I can use. I would not yeah. have a, a, a simple weapon. Can use it. I think it's a martial weapon, isn't it? A warhammer? I think warhammers are martial. Oh, warhammer. I, I thought it was just hammer. Sorry. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a martial weapon. Well, let me double check. I might be able to use it. I don't know if I would. I can use it. Okay. And with that spellcraft check, Sonder, you realize that there are other powers that could be unlocked, but you are not sure how to do so. It would require uh, it would require some study. And this is the one the gnome used, or it's the one the gnome was using. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I let my I let the folks know this this is a really awesome really awesome hammer. It does a lot of cool stuff, but uh don't quite know everything about it yet. And as you go through um, the rest of the, the, the stuff there at the blacksmith and everybody reacquires their weapons and you guys all hit level four, we close out episode 19. Nice. See y'all next week. Good night. Yay! See you next week. Woo! Don't forget, Don't forget to like, subscribe, and uh, check us out on Patreon, Twitter. Email uh, us your feet. <laughs> feet, 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 feet. Mahogany what? loves feet pictures. Unless your feet. Categorically untrue. If you're an octopus, if you're an octopus, throw us your dick. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and all that other bullshit that normal YouTubers try to get you to do. I don't care personally. These guys suck.
Thank you for enduring another episode of Homebrew Detritus. It's awful. I, I don't even know why I'm doing They don't even pay me enough of this crap. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Uh, well done. <laughs> The epilogue of Cullen Scribbler, the third of that name. Cullen's spirit lingered in the damp cell where his body laid and reflected on his life. The life of Cullen Scribbler the third was one of much sorrow, as all lives truly are. Through the transgressions of his great-grandfather and no fault of his own, he was born a sylph to human parents. They loved, educated, and cared for Cullen, and those years were very happy. He stayed with them long after his siblings left to make their way in the world long enough to recompense the love they had given and lay them to rest. There was some inheritance, but Cullen's siblings claimed much of it and sold the house and the property his parents had owned, for he had no love for the strange creature that was their brother. Shortly thereafter, Cullen made his way into the world, alone, with little means, and no home. Regardless, his spirits were never dampened as he traveled the world for many, many years, all the while gaining knowledge and understanding of nature, history, and even other planes of existence. Many in the world ostracized him due to his obvious self-heritage. For survival, he learned to depend on the only person he had left, himself, and that was enough for decades. Cullen's innate self-preservation had become almost an instinct and had served him well, but all that changed shortly after his 81st birthday. That was the day he found his familiar, Ficey, and became a witch. The events of that day were far beyond his understanding even now. With the knowledge he now possessed, he pondered whether he would have made the same irrational choice to pick up the strange ferret by the road. Such a small choice, but one that ultimately led to his death. In Yarnum, Cullen became a scholar of sorts at the archives and found some camaraderie and other members there. And there were the raucous knights at the bee, drinking and laughing. There were good people in this little city, and there had been happiness here for Cullen. Even so, because he had kept so much of himself hidden, no true friendship was found as the days and months trudged on. But then came the small ragtag band of the Order, such a strange group, who had in short order pierced through his defenses. And yet, there were few sad words spoken of Cullen following his unexpected demise. Events were simply moving too fast for anyone to really notice or mourn. Besides, he had only known these people for a short time, no time at all in reality, and yet something about them and made him remember that he had been part of a family once, a very long time ago. He had silently watched the chaos following the battle in the smithy shop and was glad the others had survived. They were gone now, hustled away with barely a moment respite. The group was important to Cullen, important enough to remember. The perfectly normal girl, Sonder, who much like him had been pushed along this path and held many secrets close to her heart. The half-orc Razbad, had suffered much in his life, but never let that stop him from selflessly helping others. The reckless youth Akage, so passionate and driven, who had perhaps influenced Cullen to care for more than himself in the end. Amon, the strange but fearless priest, that has shown such bravery and wisdom in battle. And finally, there's Dorian, the tailor spy who perhaps Cullen knew the least of all. Some things were apparent, though. A man of many talents who had not spent his time in the world in idleness and altruistically applied those skills in the service of others. Yes, Cullen re would remember these worthy people and take their memories with him into the unknown. The spirit of Cullen lingered near his cold corpse and he found that he 
pitying himself for never truly learning the lessons life had tried so desperately to teach him. He focused on the protectorate guard rifling through his pockets. Among his personal effects, the guard found a letter with the name of a town, Abellus, far to the east, a deed to a small plot of land there, a letter, and a small pouch of gold. This was the same plot of land that cradled Cullen's parents long past from this world. Guard moved to put the gold in his pocket, but Cullen passed his ghostly hand through the wretch's head, sending a chill through the guard's whole body. Guard shuddered and took Cullen's belongings to his superior, including the gold. The small ferret feisty crawled cautiously out from within the folds of Cullen's jacket. The creature's eyes were full of tears, and Cullen's spirit could feel the love and sadness she tried earnestly to convey to the battered and lifeless corpse. A moment more, and then Feisty crept from the dank room, through the building, and out into Yarnum. The ferret's story, it seemed, was not yet at an end. As his familiar faded from view, Cullen's grip on the world faded as well. He felt himself drifting on and wondered what his new journey had in store for him. In the distance, the river of souls flowed and whispered his name. But further still, Phrasma's impartial gaze awaited. <laughs>